0: Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host, I'm joined by Master Shredder, Mr. IFBB Pro Prep Master himself, Jason Theobald, all lean as shit. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you?
1: Going all right. Uh, about two weeks into prep, started eight weeks out this time instead of three and a half. So that should give me a lot more time. <laughs> gonna,
0: uh, your physique's going to feel a little bit better coming into this next show. I huh? think
1: so. Yeah. I mean, I'm growing and getting leaner pretty much by the day. So, uh, you know, I have bouts of like tired energy and hungry, but like, you know, I can't complain really. So um, things are good there.
0: Yeah. We're we're going to do a deep dive. Our very next episode is going to be a deep dive into your prep. And I'm really going to dig deep, man. So be ready for that. Uh, we're going to go into everything, not just your macros and your training and cardio and food choices. Um, we're going to talk about being busy and running businesses and how you manage your stress and how you take days to recover. And it's, it's going to be a pretty insightful episode, especially, you know, whether someone's advanced or not, it's going to be a good look in for them. But if you've never prepped before, it's going to be unlike anything that you've ever thought about. Cause most people just think about the dieting and the training and, food prep and stuff like that. Like this will be pretty advanced. Um, Let's go ahead and get into our topic here in just a minute. But first, what's new with you, man? Do you have anything new coming?
1: Yeah, I'll give a few things. I know I've talked about like some L-carnitine. And finally, we have a date. It's August 26th. I don't see any problems with that date. And so that should be dropping then. So thank God. It's been a while. Uh, Let's see. I... Filled my mentorship spots. I had two open, got a lot of inquiries. Um, and I want to go ahead and just let everyone know that, you know, I this is something I will continue to do right now with prep. Um, I'm probably not gonna take another one until someone drops off. But if someone is interested, they can email me and I will put them in a file folder uh, on a waiting list um, as you know, first come, first serve like, in terms of asking. So it never hurts to reach out. um, if you're interested in in that, um, I think that's my only two things really that I have. So I'll send it over to you.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, you guys always know you can check the show notes if you need to email myself or Jason. So if you want to talk to Jason about that, it seems like a pretty badass way to go ahead and fast track, you know, if you're a coach and you want to learn from, from the top coaches in the, in the business, Jason's right here, give him a, give him a shout. That email is right there in your show notes. For me, man, I, I got to spend a nice week away in St. Louis. I ran a Tesla for a few days and drove that around. I keep keep thinking about biting the bullet and getting one. I've driven one twice now, two different ones. It's just hard to justify spending, you know, 80 grand on a Model S, and then you've got to have the charger and stuff installed in your house. And they're out of, they're out of stock right now, but they're pretty awesome. But, you know, I got to take a break and relax, man. And you guys will notice, too, that have been listening to the show, we're – we're not behind. We're just slow right now. And we knew with Jason starting prep and with everything that I've got going on on my side and your side, we just, we slowed these episodes down a little bit and that's fine. And when things slow down, maybe, you know, towards the end of the year, we'll kick them back up to every week, but that's kind of been it. We did just drop a new hard to kill. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it now. It's sour gummy. We just dropped it today. And, um, I think it's August 12th is the day we're recording. Yeah. Um, man, it's already been a hit. It's only been out a few hours. So just lots of grinding, but also a lot of relaxation. I've got a huge pool tournament to play in this weekend, and that's my way of getting away. So tr- it's here in Springfield. It's a two-day wow. tournament and it's rated. So it's they won't let pros in. It, it, think about it like in, in bodybuilding terms. It would be like nationals right you, you can't be a pro but you get some of the better amateurs right. that come compete yeah it's it's going to be a tournament like that and, and it's rated so i'm right at the top of the rating i actually oh. went over by one point but they're going to let me play in it so yeah man go try and snap it off and win a few grand and rated. they take all your tournaments that you've played in and right. those are all reported into this giant database Okay. And say if I beat a really high-rated player, it makes my ranking go up really high. If I lose to a high-rated player, like it just does all that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. Um, uh,
1: what's your goal with this? Is it to go pro or just have fun and see where it takes
0: you? know, I, I have a goal in the next five years to play in the U.S. Open, which is kind of, to me, the elite of the elite. Um, and just pro. be able to play and, yeah, as a pro and be able to say that I belong. To become a world champion and things like that, you know, we'll do a, a future episode on something. But man, you almost have to be obsessed, it, and that's with anything. Physique enhancement, you know, becoming the best pool player in the world doesn't matter. Like you have to let some things go, and I just cannot play pool for eight to ten hours a day, and that's literally what it would take. Like that's what it takes, and there's just no possible way. But I'm getting better fast, and I'm very competitive, and it's kind of stoking that fire for me.
1: You go pro? Is there a pro journey? tournament and you gotta win it all
0: or how's that work they you know what i don't, I don't know man like okay. pool, pool is not the most respected sport in the world and they keep having a lot of i mean think about it, it's a bar sport for the most part mm-hmm. and they try to have people run it and they don't always have the best interest of mind. so leagues have kind of come and gone and mm-hmm. i really don't know at this point i know i've i'll figure it out as, as okay. things go so cool. yeah man so let's let's go ahead and jump into this uh, this episode. This is another fun one that I stole off of your Instagram page, and then I added my own to it. This is the top five things that clients hide from coaches, and this <laughs> this will be a fun episode. And if you guys haven't checked out Jason's Social, he's really been put uh, putting out some really good content. Um, you don't have to read a ton; he's got it in the in the graphics and stuff. So go check out his Instagram. But uh, we're just going to kick these off, and we're going to go over year five, and then I've got three bonus ones that are kind of fun. Um, before we do this, though, Jason, let's talk about real quick and remind people why they hire a coach, or if you've never worked with a coach, why you would hire a coach. Because we see clients kind of take the reins sometimes, and they shouldn't, and they forget why they hired a coach. Um, but you know, people come to you, what's the main reason they're coming to you?
1: I mean, I believe it's to get from A to Z in a much more efficient, faster way. Uh, you know, I went through the sport probably 10 years before there was any coaches around. Like you would just find a few gym rats who maybe looked like they body built. And you'd pick their year, and then massive sports finally came around. You were kind of at the mercy of you just playing around with it. And that's fun. And some people that's fun. But, you know, if you want to get somewhere quicker, that's why you hire a coach. They yeah. kind of uh, they, they kind of streamline it for you. They give you an organized plan and, and you
0: get work. You know, it's like a basketball team. Um, you can have a great basketball player, but that doesn't mean they know every single in and out of every single position and how to run a team. And, you know, a coach is a coach for a reason, because they understand how to specifically work in all kinds of different environments and dynamics and with different people. And, you know, with coaches like you and I, dude, we've got the full gamut of clients, right? So we've been there, we've done that for well over a decade. And that's what people need to remember when they hire a coach, you're hiring somebody to take the reins because they know what's best. And if you don't trust that coach, you're kind of wasting your time. So, um, with that being said, man, let's go ahead and start with number one. And th- this is a good one. We'll we'll d- we'll drill down on this a little bit. You put adding more training on your own. Talk about that.
1: Well, you know, I think when we're all new at something or new-ish, we think more is better. And so, you know, that's not always the case, especially with training. And more so with women, but it always and with men. But, you know, so there's uh, a, a good, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Like um, saying where it's like, you should work smarter, not harder. And so yes, you want to work hard within that smart realm, but you don't want to just push, push, push because you do it. And so if a coach has you training four days a week, if you don't like it, ask why, like why? Why, why are we only doing four? Like they should have a reason for it. Why are we only doing three? there should be a reason so you know if you go adding more training maybe they see something in your feedback you're not sleeping well your digestion's off and they shouldn't comment and say you know i'm going to pull your training back because of this. but in either event like if there's if it's being done it should be being done for a reason and so if you go adding extra training because you think that's going to get you there quicker you're probably actually causing more problems and for yourself than good um uh, and if you don't like it then you should discuss with your coach why something's going on don't just add the train and think you know best
0: yeah it's one of those things too man i i see it all the time that you know i've got a really really good athlete that competes with me every few years and every time he goes to the fucking gym he has to train 40 sets per body part like it has to be high volume Just has to be. And guess what? He hasn't grown in the last five fucking years. Like he just hasn't. And he doesn't listen to me. Um, I don't look like he does. And that's part of it. And I think sometimes that kind of plays a role as a coach, you know, And, and I'm sure you get this from time to time. You're not a 250 pound fucking off season bodybuilder or on stage bodybuilder. And why would the quote unquote big guys want to listen to you even though they should fucking be listening to you and hiring you. We kind of get that as a coach sometimes. So here I am a coach that just kind of works to maintain and look and have a decent physique. And some of these guys don't want to listen to me because I don't I don't practice what I preach necessarily, even though I know what I'm talking about. So do you run into that? Do you still have some issues with that, with, with coaches kind of judging you based on uh, your physique? I mean, obviously, you're a fucking, you're an IFBB pro, and you've got an elite physique, but do you still run into that at all? Um, I think,
1: you know, it's one of those things where that's probably why I don't have a ton of, you know, 280-pound guys, you know, that we're bringing on stage 60, because they probably want that coach that you know, mimics that, but at the same time, like a lot of the guys that are at the top right now, coaching the bigger guys, you know, you got Andrew Vu. I mean, he doesn't even bodybuilding. Anymore. Uh, I, maybe he works out, I don't know. I mean, so I don't want anyone to go sharing thing. He said he doesn't work out, but I mean, I, I just don't think he's really into it much anymore in terms of his own physique. Uh, I know Matt Jansen is pull back and he's coaching the top guys. So I don't know, maybe I get some, I think I get more judgment because I wanted to help women and, you know, go down that functional route and I help men with it too. They just don't have as much problems, right? And so I think I get more judgment there in that, oh, he's a bikini coach or, oh, he's, you know, a functional coach. Well, guess what? Like, I apply those same principles to myself to make my body much more efficient and that's why since 2016, I've Zoomed. So, you know, people do judge It's what it is, but my business has got a lot better since I went down that route and I have a lot of, um, awesome stories and really impacting lives. So I
0: see it well at night. Yeah. Let's move on to number two, man. And I see this one a little bit more than number one, adding more cardio on your own. How often are you seeing that?
1: You know, I do see it actually a decent amount. Um, you know, yeah. I mean like uh, today I actually had a bodybuilder check in and, you know, he's like, oh, the weight, the scale went up a couple of times. We are getting ready for a big show. And he wants to hit 176. But I did 30 minutes, like three times this week, post-workout, you know, that I necessarily wasn't supposed to do, but I was just walking. You know what, he's he supplemented well, he's peeled. We do gotta make 176. I was fine with it. He's more advanced, but at the same time, he did it on his own, and I was fine with it. And I ended up adding, like in one session and pulled the other two back. Um, so it happens um i still don't think that it's one of those things you should do without talking to the coach i think what you should do is say hey um i don't really feel that hungry i don't feel like i'm working that hard my weight's stagnant what do you think about maybe moving a little bit more here or you know in the past i've done xyz in my preps and it's worked well and i don't have a problem with that i had a girl reach out recently to me We're 14 weeks out and she goes, you know what's really worked well for me is three low, one high. And I said, yeah, I love that, but we're 14 weeks out. I don't have your carbs that low yet. We will get there and I'm actually gonna use that with you. But she just brought it up nicely. She you know, I don't wanna step on your toes. I just want you to know what's worked for me in the past. And I'm like, yeah, great. I appreciate it and I really like that and I probably will do that with you. So it's about communicating. Um, But yeah, I get people adding a little extra cardio, a good amount, man. And you know, I work with a lot of functional cases and they can't be adding it. Right. But slow walking out in nature, I actually am okay with. So if they're like, hey, I wanna move a little bit more, that I'm okay with. But getting on a treadmill, you know, building up, you know, issues with CNS, I'm not cool with. It. But, you know, just a little moving more, a little slow walk, talking with the neighbor if you're doing it, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, I'm okay with that. But talk to your coach. Like, I think the end of this episode, it's all gonna be about communication. Communicate with your coach, there's a right way to do it. And if they're a good coach, they're not going to be offended that you want to get some input into your prep or your fat loss or just your picture.
0: Yeah. What I see happen too is, is I'll usually find out towards the end. So, you know, I'll take somebody from 30 minutes to 35 or 40 minutes. Right. Uh And when it starts getting closer to the end, they kind of start spilling the beans. They say, Hey, I'm already in an hour. I was like, Uh what, how long have you been doing that? Like, Uh it's my job to try and keep track of what the hell's going on. Uh, and normally they'll spill the beans, but um, I don't get it as much. So the people I get it from the most are the people that are addicted to exercise. Uh, I had a girl come to me not long ago. She did, you know, three spin classes a week. She did one aerobics class, and then she was working out five days a week, and her body was stuck. So I had to literally talk her into pulling back her training to four days a week and dropping all of the hit or all the spin classes. I was like, you're going to have to trust me. And man, it was three weeks of her just arguing left and right yeah. as her weight was dropping. So oh, I know she pulled him out because her weight started dropping, but man, she could not wait to like get back to all that exercising. So, you know, sometimes it's just a battle and, and we all have our shit, right? We all have our, our things we have problems with and they. some people just want to exercise all the time, but that's, the, I don't get a lot of that, but that's always the one that's that's the hardest to me.
1: I agree with you Those the spin the spin people are tough Uh, and I get I get a decent amount of them that have you know metabolic adaptations with hormonal dysregulation Um, and uh, it's tough man I actually get I've had probably three or four spin instructors that I've had to help those are harder because like oh I got to be cranking it with them I'm like you can keep it on light and act like you're doing it like you know I I don't tell you like we have to pull back um, so yeah, that that can be tough. Um, but yeah, you know, adding cardio. What happens is, so you understand out there listening. If you're newer to the sport, once you create a baseline, it's really hard to go back. I mean, if you're way overdoing it, you know, like John said, sometimes pulling it back, you do start to lose weight. But if you're in a prep or something, and you're a pretty lean person already, and you've pushed your cardio from 40 minutes that the coach wanted to 60, it's really hard for the coach to go back to 45 and get a, get a response. Yeah. Uh, you know, there might be some inflammation drop, but it's really hard once you've created that base and you're deep in prep to kind of pull back at that point. So, you know, if you don't want to kind of set a baseline where they can't, you know, go back from just just listen. And then if you think it's not enough, communicate like that's how you do this.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, number three, binge eating. Talk talk about that, about not telling your coach when you binge. Eat.
1: Yeah, you know. Uh, I have a lot of people that not Benji, but you know, might, you know, just not do what they're supposed to do. Right. And honestly, most of them tell me, but, um, it's one of those things where it's best to tell your coach so that they can walk you through it. And a lot of times, like what I find is, there's a lot of guilt, like people have a lot of guilt about it. And we're all human. And listen, if you're in prep, yeah, I mean, you should be at a point where you're, At least intermediate to advanced trainer, you you know, you you put yourself in this position, right? None of us are forced to prep and be hungry. But you know, if you're one of those people that you're newer at this, you're just getting going, like, there's no reason to hide the fact that you ate off plan and maybe overindulged. The reason you should tell your coach is because not because they're gonna punish you, and the coach should never punish you for that. I always just say, let's get back to plan. If someone is punishing for it, now they're like, Oh, now we're pulling five hundred calories. Yeah. Another coach, um, but they can help you understand kind of why maybe that's happening, walk you through it. Maybe there was a stressful event, so in the next time, maybe you can grab a coffee or a diet soda or you know, go for a walk and change the thought behavior. Sometimes just getting out of the house, but they can help you kind of walk through that. Um, so not telling them you're not building the skills for later to get by it, and, and also you might be starving. Maybe you are freaking starving and you're on just a, you're, you're on an off season, like cut or you're just trying to look up for the beach and maybe they do have you too low. Coaches are human too. And we have to take mulligans all the time. So communicate with them. Maybe that is too low and it's going to keep triggering it. And you've got to take the fat loss slower. And I've been there before. I've had someone too low, you know, they're they're They finally come clean. They're not sleeping Well, all they can think about is food. They're not able to keep their eyes open at 2 p.m. And I'm like, you know what? This is just going to go down a long path. Let's up your carbs 20 or 30. Let's pull cardio back this week. We'll see if we get a response and we can push forward there. So it's better to communicate than to hide it. It really is. And then plus, like, if your weight spikes, like, we're not dumb. Like, if your weight's up three or four pounds, like, just complete, we, we generally kind of know that something's off where I usually ask, Like, they don't say anything. I'm like, hey, like, did you have a bad period um did you eat off plan were you flying what was going on here and then a lot of times I mean, the truth comes out but uh, yeah those are those are some of the reasons why like you just really kind of want to communicate don't don't hide it.
0: yeah and you know what man we're going to jump right into the next one because it kind of piggybacks on this you know we talked about binge eating and i think about you know prep clients a little bit more in this next one Cheating on your prep diet, right? Because it's different when you have some gen pop, but man, you really need to talk to your coach when you cheat on your prep diet. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, like I kind of said, um, no one forced you to decide to prep and you know, there's a standard that must be met. Um, if you're going to get on stage or at least you should want to be. And there's going to be times of intense hunger Uh, where all you can think about is food. Um, You probably, if you haven't heard me say it, I tell people, once you compete, you're never going to look at your body the same and you're never going to look at food the same. And you should understand that going in. And, um, you know, so there's going to be times where you are just ravenous. Do people fuck up? Sure, it happens all the time. But um, if you talk to your coach about, what's going on, how you're feeling, you know, there might be things they can do. Like, you know, I might say, go have a salad with cucumbers in it. Like it's better to do that. It's probably 70 calories, fill you up, maybe have a diet soda. There's things around, ways around it, um, that, you know, could get you through to the next meal and you don't have those cheap meals, but it happens. Um, But you should at least talk to your coach because again, they can kind of help you with maybe some things that will allow you to get past that next time because you know it's really just not going to work in terms of the proper standards if it's something to keep going and the last thing that i tell my people is this ask yourself what would the fucking winner do like do you think the winner would have done what you did and if you think yes well all right but my answer is probably be no they would have figured it out they would have went for a walk they would have ate a little salad they would have just been hungry so Ask yourself, what would the winner do in this situation? And um, that always drove me to be like, all right, I got to get this in All right. Uh, yeah. That, that freaking cake looks good, but um, I'm not eating it because I want to be the winner. So.
0: Whatever. Yeah. You know what? I just sent an email out a few days ago. I've got a show here coming up. It's an IPE pro show and I've got like nine pros doing it. It's a big show for me this year. And they're down and they're only like three weeks out and they're down in that struggle. They're down the deep grind. And one of the females I told, I was like, Hey, listen, this is, this is where you win right here. Like this is where the girls on stage with you doing pro figure. Some of them are going to be soft. Some of them are getting fucked up on your diet. I was like, you can actually beat them right here. And now I was like, that's what winners do. And you leave no, no room for regret whenever you get on stage. And a lot of people think, you know, that you win as soon as you get on stage, but it's it's the grind that goes into it and i try and remind because i know they're struggling i know they're hungry as fuck like they're tired and but that's part of it that's that's like you said you you choose to do that so you've got to kind of take it uh number five man this is a this is a good one and this is why i don't work with a lot of assisted athletes anymore man because this used to drive me batshit fucking crazy talk about adding more gear on your own
1: yeah well here's the thing. and there's 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 a thought process that you're only as only as big as your dose and only as good as your dose and you know that goes around the mess and floors right. and you know listen sure some responders you take more you get bigger and and, and there's some truth to that but at the end of the day um, you're only going to grow so fast you're only going to hold so much muscle in the show you don't need as much as you think to hold the muscle um, and. You know, your coach has been there. They've done it. They know the level you're competing at. They know what gear would take to do well there. Um, and you're relying on them to kind of set up something because you really didn't know what to set up. You know, that's one of the reasons sometimes people hire coaches is to uh, get the cycles. The and so, you know, adding <clears throat> certain compounds, like let's say you're not very adverse in what trend feels like. And you know, your coach has you taken 150 minutes because you're new at it, and you go ahead and do 500 or 300. <laughs> you know, you might not finish the prep because you're not used to it, you're not used to how it feels. A lot of people get weird depression, weird anxiety. Um, so you know, your coach is setting it up in a situation to have you be as successful as possible, and so if you just go adding things. You know, you could kind of mess up the results. Like maybe you add something like test, and you really just don't need more. And now you're watery. The coach yep. is like, I "Why are your weights going up?" All right, oh shit. Maybe we gotta pull more food. You know, and so then you're they're getting different biofeedback and seeing you look a little more watery. Maybe you add some GH. Same thing, scale goes up. You look a little more watery. You know, if they have you at four IU's, they kind of know what your look's gonna be like. And so you know, if you start adding, things kind of change. Um, If you don't think something is sufficient or you want to know why, like ask your coach, you know, sometimes I get guys that, you know, say, oh, well, I, you know, I've already done 300 gigs of trend. That's what I do every time. I'm like, all right, well then we'll bump it from 225 a week. You know, let's, let's see how you do. Um, So, you know, um, talk to your coach again. Like there's no reason to just do it on your own. And they might have a really good reason why they have you at the amount they have you on. So it's, it makes sense to just have a conversation rather than just go throwing it in there on your own.
0: Yeah, it drove me nuts enough that pretty much from 2015 on, I just stopped fucking with it, man, because <clears throat> I would get too many people not doing what they need to do, especially leading into the show, and it would just affect their look, and it drove me it drove me nuts, so I just kind of quit. Um, and then having a lot more natural athletes, I, I get a lot of people that they're just not going to listen to me, So which is fine. I would have a lot of state-level competitors not – upper level national level or ifb pro like i didn't really have to go that in depth so a lot of the people i was helping out with was the basics which i know very well and they wouldn't listen and a lot of the times i found that they were just listening to the other guys in the fucking gym and they would trust them over me now you're probably not going to have that problem um john gorman from springfield missouri did so i just kind of let go of it and that was fine with me um Man, we've got three bonus ones that I know we both have to deal with at times. This one's not super common, but it's one that I want our people to listen to if you're hiring a coach. Don't let this happen. So here in my area, if I've got a client that just can't pose for shit, I mean, I can't Zoom with every single or FaceTime with every single client of mine. I just can't. And if you just can't get your posing down, you need to hire a posing coach. Like that's just part of it. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a posing coach interject their thoughts and mm-hmm. even try and poach a client because the client is telling them, oh, here's what my peak week looks like or here's what my diet looks like. And I've had people around here being like, oh, you need a cheap meal. Oh, those calories are too low. And they're doing all that. And from now, you know, I started this probably five, six, seven years ago. I tell my clients, I'm like, hey, you need a posing coach, but do not talk to them about your diet. Don't talk to them about my plan with you. Because the last thing you need is people in your head, creating doubt. Um, Something that you've had to deal a lot with on your end. Mm. you know what, Um, I I never really had that.
1: Um, I've had other coaches interject, you know, like, you know, my clients will ask them about something along these lines and then they'll give their opinion and they come back. But as far as the posing coaches, um, you know, Kenny Wallach has done a lot of my stuff for the men. He's always very complimentary of my uh, coaching. And then Kate Lane has done a lot of my women. Um, and so, no, I haven't really had that from them, but yeah, coaches, uh, I think my, you know, there's some times where clients, I think go ask other coaches something, and then, you know, they they get a, an input, but um, not, not too often, but at the same time, um, it, just so everyone knows, like, you're dieting, you're going to be flat, um, so you're not going to have a ton of pop. And they don't know context. Like maybe you're on four lows and one high, and you're on your fourth low day, and you're about to get a high. Um, maybe you had calories worked up in the offseason, and you're just one of those people that have a highly adaptive metabolism like Austin Stout, and I still got to take him down to 1,800 to 1,600 calories and I diet. They don't know that because they've never worked with him. And they see this big right. guy and they're like, you know, this guy should be eating 2,500 calories. So they don't know context. And
0: so a lot of times even when I get hit up, I try to be like,
1: man, I just don't know all the context behind everything. Like you should follow your coach. You know, <laughs> so.
0: and, you know the next one, the next bonus one's kind of a piggyback off of that. Um, I've had clients before, and I don't get this much, but still our, our listeners need to hear this. Like things like cutting water and salt, you know, because you, you're, you show your friends your peak week, like your, your buddies at the gym or, or somebody that's maybe done one show. I've had clients come back and say, Hey, my friends are saying, I can't, I have to cut my salt. I have to take this diuretic. I have to this, this, and this, like this won't work. And I have to explain to my clients all the time. I just, I just show them the pictures. I was like, Here's what this person did. They're doing pretty close to the same thing with water and things like that and salt, and they're not pulling you that. And that's what they look like. And then I've showed them pictures of people that did that. And you know, I quit having to show them. But sometimes, I guess my point is, is when you start letting people in on what you're doing, everyone wants to sound like they know what they're doing or they want to sound important, especially if they've done one show. And dude, here's the thing: one of your clients could send me a plan, and if I wanted to be a dick. I could pick it apart. It doesn't mean it's right. You could do the same to mine because we all have our different spin on things, but you have to be real careful with who you let in. I guess that's kind of my point there. Do you have anything that you want to add to that or any funny stories you've had happen with that?
1: No. Um, you know, I'm sure it's happened and I'm sure they changed me, but I don't know of anything where like I had a blow, you know, something blown up because the coach stuck their nose in or, or a client changed it. At least I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, here's, here's the, here's the last one. And this is one that I know I've got some, and they're going to be females listening uh, that I kind of busted their chops here in the last year. So that's finally made its way to a podcast. They're like, Oh my God, are you going to, are you going to say something? I'm like, yep. I'm just not going to say your names. And it's all, it's, it's almost always females, but here it goes. Not using all the recommended supplements during your prep or your diet. And there's a reason why you and I were both big on supplements, not because we own a supplement company, because we understand there are times and places where it works. And (laughs) I know these girls are laughing right now. During my peak week, I tell them, do not pull creatine out. Like there are certain things I tell them, don't pull creatine out, like pull your sweeteners and like EAs and all that. Do not pull your creatine and your salt out. And I will get every time, man, females will, will, they'll say, Hey, I haven't been using creatine this whole time. And I'm like, yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Like you just prepped 20 weeks. Like the it, creatine is huge for muscle retention and strength and your look. Wow. Um, but there's other products like Cordy's, like your Cordy's product. My clients better be fucking taking that during prep. Like, I'm sorry. It makes dropping fat easier. Is this something that you run into or do you just never hear about it?
1: No, I run into it. Okay. Um, You know, it's not
0: just me then.
1: No, it's not. Um, You know, I think sometimes it boils down to like that. I think you said in the intro, this uh, point, they think it's just like um, suggested, like these are suggested supplements, you know, and no, it's, it's things that we've found to optimize results with a good diet. Um, to work and so you know again if there's if your budget is an issue then i like it when people write me back and they say you know what i can't take those eight things i can take four can you give me the top four and i'll say okay this isn't going to be optimal but my top four would be this you know i would much rather that than them just pick or not take it at all um but yeah i mean i've had times where you know people were on SIBO protocols and they didn't tell me they didn't take the probiotics they couldn't afford it and i'm like all right well okay we didn't really re-inoculate very much the whole time um so uh yeah i mean it happens um but again um if you're out there listening just ask say I, i this is out of my budget but I do want to take what's, what's really necessary. Can you, can you give me that? Um, and a lot of times I say, well, I don't put anything on there. That's not going to help you, but nothing is necessary, but here's the top 4 that They're the best, you
0: yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Mine are always my, for my natural athletes prepping for a show, it's mandatory that they're taking cortis, They're taking my hormone optimizer and then the other basics, like they really do need to take those basics. Um, and dude, thyroid boost is becoming a, almost a mandatory for people in prep because I'm seeing over the last two years, I'm seeing my people get leaner, easier, oh, okay. They're eating more food,
1: yeah, less down regulation of the thyroid.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's supplements that you and I have that we created because we have a job to do. Like, that's what it is. It's not about how much money you make. You make money because they fucking work. So I don't know. I I know my, I know like my folks are laughing and they're smiling. They know I love them. So I, I, yes, this is me busting your chops. So you deserve it and get on your fucking creatine. So, (laughs) um, guys, just a reminder, if you ever want to hit us up, we do have a pretty good list of guests to get on the show. Um, like I said, we've just been kind of slow, but I've got another four people lined up. Um, I need to talk to Lacey Dunn. She just released a really good, um, hormone for women, uh, women's hormones book that I ordered and I'm getting ready to read through it. I'd like to get her on the show to talk about that. I know you guys have done some stuff with Lacey over on yeah. the, uh, excellence cartel. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I'd like to get her on and we've got some really good guests lined up. Um, but our next one, man, it's going to be all about your prep. So get ready, man. I'm going to dig all deep in your ass on that one. And we're going right. to see about juggling stuff, life, personal, just the whole nine yards. So, um, It's going to be fun, man. Anything else you want to add to this? No, I think we did a pretty good justice. Yeah, me too. All right. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. For myself and Jason, we're out of here. See you guys.